Welcome back to another episode of Sports Medicine on Tap. My name is Brandon O'Lai, and I'm here at Neck of the Woods Brewing Company in Pittman, New Jersey, sitting with Dr. Frey. Dr. Frey, how are you doing tonight? I am doing great. How about yourself? I can't complain. As we mentioned before, I was expecting a child, and now I do have a son. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Everything went smoothly. He's here. Wife is healthy. Baby's healthy, so I can't complain. And then on top of it, as a sports addict as I am and a fanatic, it's week one of the NFL just finished up. And you can't you can't be happier, you know. Everything's kind of going. It's lovely time. Lovely time. Baseball's wrapping down. This starts playoff push. Yeah. And then you know you're only a few weeks away from basketball and hockey starting, and then everything's like kind of full go. So it's a great time of the year. It is a great time of the year. The weather's really nice. You know, we go through the dog days of summer. Uh-huh. Summer's great. Don't get don't get right. me wrong, but 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 time kind of from a sports standpoint, things exactly. wind down for exactly. a little while. And then uh, now now we're we're heading into it, kind of the peak stuff. And and you said it, you know, last couple of weeks we weren't on. You know, last year when we were going through this, we started doing some fantasy football outlook and injuries and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, it would have been nice to be able to try to potentially get in like a fantasy football pre-draft show, but mm-hmm. but you had some pretty important stuff going yeah. on there. Yeah, so exactly. we had to back down. Right, right, right. So also uh, I think it's worth mentioning, right? Like so you know, we had Jason on and he was, he was the man. Like, he took care of us. And he, did, he, oh, yeah. he ran the show. But Jason, uh, you know, got a nice opportunity elsewhere, went back to his mm-hmm. alma mater, and uh, is now doing it back to more of a traditional athletic training role Correct. there, right? And then um, you're the understudy. Get promoted. Yep. Yep. Come on up to the big leagues. Right, you know, right, right. And uh, what's going on with you nowadays? <laughs> um, to say I follow in Jason's footsteps is an understatement. Um, <laughs> kind of doing the same thing. Uh, right. Kind of went back to the traditional athletic training setting at my alma mater at Rowan University. So, right. oddly enough, following in his footsteps in a very uh, parallel universe almost. But, uh, you know, it was just kind of opportunity presented itself at the at a right time. And, you, you know, had to jump on it. And now here we are. And I'm lucky and blessed enough that, you know, you and I can come still come here and we can do this show. Right down the road. Makes it easy. It's not too far from neck of the woods and total turf experience here in Pittman. So it's all working out so far. Hopefully we can keep it going. Busy night, man. I think this is what happens in the fall, right? As soon as everything starts to pick up, the excitement picks up. It's it's nice. Crowded night. It's nice. Like we mentioned, NFL week one just wrapped up and uh, some some big injuries across the board for offense, defensive. um, But a big name that we want to talk about tonight is uh, reigning defensive player of the year from Pittsburgh Steelers. T.J. Watt went down with a suspected pec tear. So, Dr. Frey, who do you have on to talk about this tonight? So, you know, I, I can't believe how long it's been. We were just talking about it right before we went on, uh, right before we went on the air and started recording. But welcome back, Dr. Jeff Murray. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming back on. Oh, thanks, Steve. Brandon, uh, good to be back. Actually, this is first show with Brandon. Yeah. I've only been on with Jason. So, yeah. you know, nice little change of pace. Right. Glad to be here and uh, talk a little football. With your with your Atlanta Braves hat on. That's right. <laughs> Low down, dirty dog. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. So just to go over it a little bit, um, TJ Watt, like we mentioned, is a defensive end outside linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They had a, a really good, crazy game against the Bengals this Sunday. Yeah. Before we get into the whole TJ Watt thing, did, did you watch some of that game? Yeah. Did you watch any? It was ugly. It was, it was ugly. It was very ugly. But it was, like, insane. I couldn't believe it just kept going. Yeah. And it, I'm a Steelers fan, right? Like, so I'm a little worried about a couple different things, right? Like, the offense didn't look good. And, right. and TJ Watts, really, the only reason they were in that game mm-hmm. and leading in that game, somehow they luckily, sort of miraculously held on. But what a freaking game. <laughs> like, honestly, the game in and of itself was great. They were 
gifted by gifted. the Bengals that they 100%. didn't. 100%. Yeah. Well, they didn't challenge that play where Jamar Chase scored. No, no, no. The, he was out of bounds. No, no, no. The one earlier in the fourth quarter when he caught it and they called him down at like the half yard line. Right. That replay. Debatable. The NFL, no, the NFL came out and said, oh, if really? they had challenged, it would have been a touchdown. There's nah. a, there's a, what do they know? There's a look down the line <laughs> where he's in. Yeah, and right. they challenge it. It's their fault. Right, right, right. But, Bad man. decision. Yeah, no, and actually it's funny to say that because I was thinking that and I was like, I can't believe they're not challenging. No, they're going to score anyway. Right. Yep. And, and I mean, just, I didn't. think just that whole slate of the one o'clock games on Sunday were crazy. They all came right. down to Nuts. field goals and they were missing field goals. And Bad time to be a kicker. Yeah, Do you think rough it's, uh, time to be a kicker. It's the fact that it's only three pieces in games and nobody plays in any of them. Do you think that has anything to do with uh, the quality of play? It's debatable. Game it's it's we, definitely we debatable, won. right? It's like practice, live practice reps and you don't right. get yeah. those in, in the, on the practice field. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, they do the joint practices, but I mean, it's such a controlled setting that like it's I think it's too controlled. It's not not open like in a, on the field, like when they're running full speed and getting to it, like in a game situation. There's nothing like 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 playing in a game. Right. Like the lights, the noise, the right. fans, the, yeah. whole, the whole whole nine yards. Um, so and to go back to the Steelers Bengals game, you know. Joe Burrow had a rough, rough time with his Pittsburgh defense. Because T.J. Watt was coming yeah. after him. T.J. Watt was coming <laughs> after him and, and beating him up pretty good. So on one of the plays, he kind of ducked under a sack, and T.J. Watt went over the side of him, and his one arm kind of kind of got stretched behind him. And then he was, it was perfect time for the cameraman. They were zoomed in right on him. You could read his lips. He goes, "I just tore my pec." And right. he's holding his shoulder. Literally, you could see him and, say, and, and he, and he said it multiple play, times. But, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> multiple times he's walking off. I tore my pec. I tore my pec. And you know, that's a big hit because, like right. you said, he was doing a fantastic job all game. He's the reigning defensive player of the year he's for the beast. league, yeah. and he's just you know a beast. Fun fact: He wasn't always an off or defensive player. He played tight end to start his career. Oh, is that right? Really? Um, yeah, he was recently on another podcast I listened to, and he was talking about how he changed from tight end to defense. Right. Um, he had a history of patella subluxation. He had really loose patellas and a bunch of surgeries in college, and almost hung it up. And then he, someone just told him to try defense out, and then he just became obsessed with it. And I'm actually surprised. I don't know how he's had. How that saves a career, right? Like how has right. he had fewer injuries because of that change? That, right. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Happy has happened. Right. <laughs> right. It's working out for him. Right. 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 So again, you know, we have this pec, this pec tear, and um, we like I said it, on TV, he, it was little pretty bit of controversy. Yeah, a little bit of controversy. So then, soon thereafter, the report was that he potentially has a torn pec. Then it was he's going to go see two to three different physicians for different opinions. Yeah. And then I think a couple hours ago before we sat down to do the show, it came out um, that he's not getting surgery now and it's anticipated roughly six weeks of being missed time. Surprising. What do you think of that? Uh, shocking, really. I right. mean, it seems that these are the topics that you bring me in on. I mean, like yeah. we were discussing one of the last times we did was when we all felt that Fernando Tatis should have had surgery. Yeah. He chose not to. Finally did. Until he got suspended. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time to get surgery. Yeah, yeah right. But uh, I keep getting these borderline ones that are, you know, the conventional answer seems to be fix them. Right. And there must be a little of the devils in the details that we don't get to see the MRI or really get to see up close all the details to know what swayed the decision to not opt. Right. I mean, Went through three physicians to make the decision. It's not like one guy's making a call on his own. So, right. 
You got to guess gotta it was two like, to three, at least a two to one vote. Right. 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 <laughs> so, so I mean, got to assume Jim Bradley is part of that decision making sure. process, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't know who the other two docs were. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Yeah, it's not necessarily a known specialist that I'm aware of. Right. You know, right. it's not like Tommy John or you know these things that we talk about all the time, where there's you know the guy or the couple of guys that they, you know people go to your East Coast, West Coast, South. Right. So you know, we actually did do a uh, peck tendon tear show last year right on uh dillard right the eagles oh, no brandon brooks oh yep up uh, close right. close yeah. brandon brooks yep. yeah offensive line from the eagles yep that's right and um similarly it was a similar trajectory right at first you know immediately everybody assumed it's going to get surgery then right. it was like oh he's not going to get surgery he's going to be back in like i think they said three weeks or something rather which is optimistic you know right and then and then you get to week you know number 12 or so and i actually don't know if he did ever come back but i know he had gone pretty far and then he eventually retired right. and, and and i don't know if he played another game or not but i'm not even sure a little bit ominous when, yeah, you're, yeah. when, you're, when you're looking at that because i hope that's not where this is headed and i mean it's also like similar positions one's offense one defense but like again like we kind of spent a show talking about being in the trenches but you're in the trench that's a lot of right that's a lot of peck movement you're pushing big people Pushing, throwing, yeah, throwing, yeah. It's, it's, you're, you're really using your, Especially your, your as like chest a, a lot. Edge rusher, you're going to swim moves and all that stuff. That's a lot of pec activation there. That's right. And then you're going to come back with it, you know, non-surgical route, which is, you know, very interesting. Who normally gets these injuries? So it's generally, you know, male athletes, you know, 20 to 40, that typical age bracket. Right. It's, it's becoming more and more common uh, as there's, you know, more people getting into heavy weightlifting. Yeah. Um, you know, the CrossFit world, just the power lifting. There's all different types of lifting that are huge fads at this point. Right. That everybody's getting into. And it's like the norm. So, That's yeah. what everybody does. Right. Yeah, clearly. That's what <laughs> I spend a lot of time doing. <laughs> Thank God it's a radio show. <laughs> so typically it occurs during bench pressing. Right. Um, you know, that last bit of your lowering the bar down, that last 30 degrees or so, you get to a point of maximal tension and the pec starts to tear. And uh, I mean, I'm sure all, a lot of people have seen the, the viral videos of guys bench pressing and you can just see it just oh, yeah. pop. Like a rubber band? Um, yeah. Like, yeah. So that's the typical, but it does happen, like we talked about, you know, JJ Watt had the same thing. So, you know, you can get that um, arm extended, you know, hyperextension type, type moment against a- these big guys that causes that eccentric mo- moment on that pec. Uh, in the same fashion, and so you get it in the middle of the sporting event versus, you know, weight, lifting weights. It's almost like that bench pressing tight motion. Yeah, a, and right. I think because these guys do so much of that and keep themselves, you know, so physically fit, that they're at risk the same for having that type of Anything injury. else put some of these guys at risk? <laughs> well, I mean, as a Steelers fan, you hope it's not yeah. the anabolic steroid risk that, that obviously right. with a lot of these tendon injuries, right? All these tendon injuries, tricep to packs, you know, with these big time people that are um, doing a lot of weightlifting and things. Yeah, that certainly puts the tendons at risk for for rupture. Um, and it's always a question in the office if you see somebody you got to ask. You right. Know, they don't always appreciate that question, but it's a real. I don't know. I find in that setting because I do. You know, yes, you, you ask it yeah. every time. You know, so I think some people are a little offended about it. Some yeah. people pump up that chest a little bit. What do you think? Oh, you, you think, think maybe you I'm think I'm on steroids? Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for the comment. Thank, thank you very much. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess, like we said, the head scratcher is that he's not getting surgery, right? And right. I mean, um, so, what, what's the, Dr. Murray, in your opinion, like what's kind of the, that decision making and where you kind of go for surgical versus non-surgical? 
Sure. I mean, well, I mean, typically a high percentage, if you're looking at high end athletes, high, mm-hmm. high level athletes, then repairs, you know, the right. way to go. Typically you reserve the non-surgical treatment for sedentary that just have some freak injury that tear it, or if it's truly an injury in the muscle belly. So mm-hmm. you can look at where the injury location happened right. along the course of the muscle, right? So, you know, the pec starts with the two portions, you know, the clavicular portion and then the sternocostal portion. So part of it comes off the medial portion of the clavicle mm-hmm. and down to the top of the sternum. So that's the clavicular portion. And then right. the sternoclavicular part comes off of ribs one and six in the intercostals. And so that's where the muscle starts. And then you get the muscle belly, which is the part that everybody sees. And then it, it goes into a musculotendinous kind of junction where the muscle turns back into tendon and then it goes out and inserts out on the humerus right around just past over top of the biceps. Right. So you can injure it anywhere along that right. path. Most typically it's pulled off the bone. So the right. tendon pulls right off the bone and that's, you gotta fix that. I mean, I can't imagine that that's his injury here. Right. At least a full rupture of that. They could have a small partial rupture there that maybe he just had it really significant and they think, well, this is small enough that we can get away with not, not right. fixing it. Or it's in the belly mm-hmm. where that's, again, you can't really sew a muscle belly very right. well. It's, right. As soon as you move it, it's going to re-tear. So you don't wait anywhere we get a muscle belly tear, ham, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hamstrings, quads, right. calf. We don't go in and fix those. They're all non-surgical treatment. Pretty darn rare that you uh, try to fix that. Right. And then you get that mystery zone, that musculotendinous section, which is a common area. Like, not very as common, common area yeah. to tear. Right. right. So that's where you get a little borderline. So maybe this tears in there and not, right. not full. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine he's got a full rupture somewhere that they're saying it'll be fine. Yeah, Our, that's someone of that caliber. You just said um, go, going back. I'm curious. I'm curious if you, if, if you through the med school and the residency and the training days had were introduced to this. This the same saying, but you said you know all right. The pec major inserts you know on that little ridge, the into the vertebral groove, just just outside, just lateral to the to the bicep tendon, right on right onto the posture. Did you ever get the the acronym or the little saying for for remembering the insertion of the of those tendons in that order right there not including the bicep tendon bicep tendon doesn't insert just runs between them did, did you ever get this or no do you remember well it, it depends on which one you're lady between two majors oh uh, so yeah the miss between the two majors oh, but, so you say miss i say yeah. lady interesting yeah. there you go what's yeah. miss same thing lady right. miss miss all right, all right. lady yeah. being the latissimus dorsi between latissimus Latissimus. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Latissimus, we said go. lady. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Between tech major and uh, Terrace major. But anyway, all right. Sorry, I got <laughs> yeah. off track. No, but yeah. yeah, well, yeah in we medicine, the there's an awful lot of that stuff to help yeah. us remember. Oh, yeah. Which, which the general population probably doesn't realize. So, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I guess it's almost safe to say that we. we for again, we don't know. We don't know the specifics. We don't. We, we don't look at his images. We don't know the insides and everything. Just a smart, educated uh, guess is that it's not torn off the bone, which is a good thing, you know. For we hope, right? We hope, like right. if it is, like this is probably a big mistake. Yeah. So I mean, with that being said, I guess it's safe to assume that he probably got an MRI. Is that like the, the standard for trying to figure these things out, imaging wise? Absolutely. And 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 so the trick sometimes is is having the index suspicion that it's that and not a shoulder injury because it's not picked up on a typical shoulder MRI. You have right. to get a dedicated MRI to that area because it's too low right. where it comes across the humerus to catch on a, on a shoulder MRI. Okay. So Surprisingly dedic- more challenging than you would think, yeah. right? To, to yeah. order it so it comes that it's way. Like, I always end up, at the time I end up calling the radiologist, do you want me right. to order a chest 
how do you want me to right. order this? Right. So we get what we're looking for. Right. Um, and they say, we'll just write it on the script. And then you do, and it comes out wrong. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah. So x-rays are fairly useless uh, in the in the average world. We get them because you got to check the box to get the MRI. Right. They might have gotten one if they had, but unlikely. There's one they got small one. possibility with x-ray where if it happens to be a very unusual version of this where it pulls off a piece of bone, you may see that on the x-ray. So there is a slight or yeah. benefit. Yeah. yeah. Really, but honestly. You're going to see that on the MRI. Too. And you kind of know what it is before you're sending them to get the MRI anyway, just based on the exam. Oh, yeah. I mean, usually they're bruised. Right. I'll get out. You have them take their shirt off and they, they have what's called the fallen nipple sign. So you're right. looking at them and the, the side that's injured, the nipple's like obviously lower than right. the other right. side. And a lot of these times, these guys are fairly big and they're like, this isn't right. 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 Sometimes you get a little full because it can be massively swollen. Right. And it's, so it doesn't look as bad. Right. Um, when they bring their arms up too, <laughs> you can see, yeah, yeah. Like, like it's not that normal sort of girth that goes across in the webbing in the front there. The muscle tears off and pulls out, and then there's the, the fascia that envelops it is, is all that's left, and it, it looks like a, like a thin little cord right in there when their when their arms come up at the front in that webbing in the axle. Right. So, I think the you know the the NFL reporting saying he's going to be out for six weeks or so. So that's kind of roughly what we're looking at. But let's just play devil's advocate. Say if it was surgical route, right? Right. I mean, and yeah, it's funny when I was kind of doing the research behind this, you type in TJ Watt, pec injury, surgery, and everything you get is about his brother, JJ Watt, who had this same thing happen about two, three years ago, and he came back in two months. So everyone's like- Did he come back in two months? I don't yeah. remember that. So it was when he was still with the Texans, I believe, right. yeah. and they uh, they were in chance of a playoff push, and they, they made the playoffs. So he came back, I think, probably a little early just for that playoff game. But again, so- Obviously, I think that's an outlier, right? Two months is kind of a little aggressive. What is like the normal? He had surgery, yeah, JJ? yeah, yep. In two months, two months, yeah. And <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah. yeah. So that whole thing never made any sense to me because, <laughs> right. right? Well, I mean, it made sense to me that that they he decided for you know wanting to go play, right? Right. But <laughs> what always scratched my head, and you know that sometimes announcers just say things, but they they in talking about, it, I remember it vividly because it made no sense that they as somebody that's fixed these before their <laughs> comment was well the docs told him go out there and play and if it tears again we'll just fix it again no, there no. is sometimes you are fighting for enough quality especially if you're near that muscular tendon at all right quality it's, tissue to bite a, you got a tiny little stub of tendon to, right. to repair this thing right. right and you at the end you're like alright yeah you know I got this good but if this tears again we're in Post. trouble here. Right. So I can't imagine that that was a real conversation. Yeah. Eh, yeah. I'll just fix it again. No, I'll just do it. Don't worry about it. We got so it. that was mind blowing to yeah. me that he came back. But you're right. And he played well. Yeah. So, I mean, similar to T.O. breaking his ankle and coming back. Right. Right. Playing in the Super Bowl yeah. and actually playing okay. Right. right. Like, but at least that, yeah, you that could was probably different. refair that again. Right. 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 If it breaks right. again, <laughs> that's a little <laughs> different. It's a bone. Right. There's screws going across. Right. They're assuming at that point they were doing, it was like screw fixation. Yeah, right, probably right. pretty tight rope. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, um, but, but for like this, I, that was. A, I think four to six months is more. Right. So the traditional answer, I think, is six months. Yeah. But I would say with the advancements of suture and techniques. Yeah. That fours. Within not, reason. Yeah. Not yeah. unrealistic. I mean. So the intricacies to that are, so, you know, people used to use 
suture anchors where you put some stitches through and you pass them through like a little screw and put that mm -hmm. in the bone and they did okay. Or they would drill kind of two holes and little, suture little through trough. the hole. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And kind of tie it down through that. And then now the most the most recent iteration is draw drilling a hole into the center of the bone and then using a little button that you push through mm -hmm. and then you flip it and it catches on the bone. Mm -hmm. Almost like trying to hang something on drywall right, right. that doesn't have a stud. And the strength of those is really good. And then on top of it, they've created new types of suture that are kind of more flat mm -hmm. than rounded. And the grip that that gets into this super strong and the grip is, is excellent. so much better yeah. than what we used to deal with. You mm -hmm. know, you tug on this and you're like, I feel like I didn't get great tissue. And you tug on it and you pull the person off right. the table <laughs> right. and it's holding. Right. So I think with the advent of those kind of things that's allowed us to advance our timeline in multiple types of, of right. surgeries i think peck would be be one of them mm -hmm. maybe not as fast as some others like the distal biceps repair and things where people are flying along with right. those with the new techniques but you know i, I think that's four a months topic right there there you go i think four months is and not an unreasonable timeline which would still put them i think it's fast but you're right yeah yeah but, well in a patient where they're getting paid millions of dollars to rehab every day yeah right you can spend eight hours a day right True. it's not you or me that got to go to work right. all day and then try to rehab my pack yeah a couple that's, days a week yeah that's okay, their work at four months right. with that right but right. if you're seven days a week yeah you know well, when we go to back to work we're, we're not you know Think about what we're doing versus, you know, true dodging yeah. you know, 350 pound linemen and, and trying know, to move them, yeah. move them and <laughs> fast. And yeah, fast. Right? Do it exactly. very quick. You know, it's, yeah. you know, I wonder if he goes back, if when he goes back, like, you no. Know, so, you know, we're familiar with Sawa brace and different types of brace for, for shoulder to mm -hmm. prevent shoulder instability and in a dislocation. Right. Now, based on his position, he's going to want to have the ability to bring his arm up for, for certain plays right. and right leg try to knock down which he's very good at knocking down passes and pick a ball off but i wonder if he goes back when he goes back he goes in with one of these braces and it may limit his ability his effectiveness a little bit but maybe reduce the risk of a re-tear you have a little right. bit of you know belt and suspenders kind of a thing a little extra support there yeah and with that on he's probably still better than eight out of the ten guys <laughs> you know, yeah. good you point. Know. so they'll take it Right. Right. They'll take him in, in almost any form they can get him. So right. I would agree. I think they would probably brace him in some, some, some sort some of fashion. Form. Right? Yeah. Right. Now, would this predispose him for something worse down the line of like a full blown tear? I mean, granted, it's obviously kind of possible for sure, but it's not like. Do you see it a lot where oh, someone has a complete tear where oh, just last year they had a partial tear, didn't kind of get better or something along those lines? I've seen a few um, where people said they've had some preceding pain right. leading up to it um so, so anytime so you you know again i think that uh, will also still falls into the where was the tear right but yeah i mean you know you see again you see the people if you want to reference back to hamstrings quads things like that you know they get that significant injury to the belly and it kind of heals but it heals with some scar and it's not yeah. great so yeah they are kind of prone to you know tweaking it again and and, and having an issue, issue that's there. what i was gonna say i don't know that i've actually seen it play out in a peck in particular because it's a much less common injury right but but it would stand to reason logistically like with quads and calves and hamstrings like once you have that injury that it tends to be an issue right like you tend to get recurrence error because you have that scar tissue in that weak point in there and it's a little more prone for recurrence right. so Steve, mm -hmm. just a random 
thought that jumped into my head, right? Huh. So say it's more of a belly musculotendinous injury. Yeah. And you referenced the physician that at least had a say in this. Yeah. Bradley, right? Yeah. PRP? I'm sure it's being done. May make a difference. We I mean, really don't know. Clearly going to be no literature around the pec about it. Right. right? But, 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 but you're but referencing off the hamstring literature. You're extrapolating off the hamstring. Is exactly where what you're doing. acute use of PRP has shown right. some benefit. It improves, right? yeah. And knowing, you know, that's who did Wentz's surgery, right? Right. The second I heard he was doing Wentz's surgery, I was like, he's getting PRP. He's getting stem cells. <laughs> yeah. He's getting it all. And he's a big, he's a big proponent oh, of that. Every, yeah, yeah. Half the lectures I see on the national circuit about that stuff, he's right. giving it. Right. right. I mean, he, he, that's his passion. Right. right? So, gotta guess he's getting all the biologics thrown at this thing to try I'm and sure. help now now you could also then argue right so there's some data to say hey hamstring hamstring injury hamstring tear surprisingly does better people get back with a cortisone shot and i'm pretty sure they're not going in that direction in this particular acute injury yeah you can extrapolate it and in, and in all honesty I'm, I'm pretty sure he's getting prp and all the but it's it, i guess it's not foolproof right like like oh. again but in theory it's your stuff it's you know, you're not putting foreign material in. Yeah, so pretty, pretty low, the, pretty low the, risk. They don't care about the cost. And the benefit could be great. Right. The risk is pretty small. Right. Right. You know. For sure. Interesting stuff, right? I mean, again, that's the benefit of being an NFL player. You have yeah. those all those options to you at all times, right? And especially, oh, yeah, yeah. If Dr. Bradley's the one involved, like you mentioned, when you look at the MRI for this, there are some of these that are that are clear cut, right? right. Like some of them. The tendons pulled right off a bone. They have this the, the issue with the webbing and the in the axilla, and like it is pretty clear cut that it's an avulsion. And some of them, you're not a hundred percent sure. I will say this: sometimes it looks like a bomb's gone off. There's so much edema, there's so much fluid in there. It's a little hard to interpret. Oh, is there a little piece of tendon hanging onto the bone there or not? Is it at the and that tendon is not long. It's like muscle, 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 tiny stub of tendon, and then it attaches. Mm -hmm. And so, so it can be a little tricky to tell. And the report said like four weeks, I think, right? Or what, what, or six weeks is his six, estimated return? About six weeks. Which is pretty quick. Do you think there's any chance this is purely a muscular injury? Or do you think- I uh, mean, like a pec strain? Like, right, yeah. right, exactly. Grade one, grade two right, kind of pec right. strain as opposed to, yeah. I mean, I feel like there has to be no clear full tank. Yeah. Because I feel like full tear, no even if you go full tear non-op, you're probably looking at two months, three months. I like it. Yeah. I don't know. And you got to get him to be back being effective is what he's doing, right? And that's, again, just so much activation of that pec to move larger mammals that he's going against. You know, these right. offensive linemen are three plus hundred pounds, and he's got to push them out of the way going forward. And, you know, it's just you'd have to imagine that we're kind of onto something here where it's not like completely blown off the bone. And it's like they're right. not just kind of, oh, no, you should be okay. We're not going to. I don't think they're looking that far ahead into trying to make a push for the playoff just to bring him back for one one season kind of deal. Yeah, so. no, he's too important for that team. Right. They they want to get it right, not bring him back, especially in this year, right? Like this right. Is, this is like their quote unquote rebuilding year, and that's a huge win, as ugly as it was to, right. to beat Cincinnati, right? And it's, so it, you're it, not riding with Trubisky long term. <laughs> in all honesty, the, the offense looked horrible overall but i don't think trubisky played that bad is, is my opinion actually and you know kenny pickett's the is, is the future there regardless of how, how well big his hands are. what's that regardless regardless of how big his hands are. <laughs> but no no he's he's drafted as the guy he came from he's you know a pit 
guy. They know him well. There's a lot of belief and there's a lot of faith in this guy. So over over the long haul, Pickett's definitely going to get his chance. Right? And right. If, whether whether he's able to succeed or not is, is remains to be seen. But regardless of how well Trubisky plays, eventually Pickett's getting getting his chance. Now that said, in this particular game, I, you know, I'm biased. I thought it was a good pickup by the Steelers at the time. Right? Like like you know, right. Ben just retired. Don't need to get into some of the other stuff that happened in the offseason, some unfortunate stuff. And uh, all of a sudden you have this high pick, high draft pick who never truly had a great chance, who was never maybe on a great team out there available for cheap, right? Like, like, why not? Why not take a shot? And why not give Kenny Pickett a chance to grow a little more as a quarterback and give Trubisky the shot? Like, so, I don't know. I think, I think the Steelers are playing that right personally. And as we get off the topic of T.J. Watt in particular – and we're just talking a little bit about the Steelers. What about Najee Harris, man? Like, just just an aside. I don't know if you watched it or not, but he has the um, Liz Frank injury yep. in the off season. First game back, like ankle slash foot goes under, limps off the field, and they say he's good for game one. Like next week, he'll be okay. Like, yeah, they said it was very minor, minor like a little setback he had there. Just just a quick aside. I was yeah. like, what the. My fantasy team sure hopes he comes back. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? That's where it comes into play there. And, you know, kind of to go tie back into, like, you know, with the Steelers, I mean, they got a good running back in Najee Harris and, right. you know, a young guy, and he's got, like you said, foot thing, and then it same thing, first week it happens again. He's like, ah, oh, here we go tough. again. Here we go. But we can only bank on what the reporters say so much, and they're saying it's, it looks good. It's an optimistic view that he could come back, which is, you know, a hopeful thing. I don't even thing. know. Was it ankle or was it foot again? I think from what I looked looked up, I think it was a re-aggravation of his foot, but it wasn't that bad. Did he have that, did he have that fixed in the offseason? I, I don't know. I don't know much about his injury. That, you know. So I, I, the truth is, I'd say I don't know a ton about it. My impression was that it was a non-op injury, so I imagine it's more Liz Frank sprain or something or other, as opposed to Liz Frank dislocation. Well, again, um, you'd have to have the good Dr. Brandt on the clarifier. not, but in we've had higher, in the past. In, in these higher level athletes, a lot of those are being Tight fixed. Ropes anyway, yeah, yeah exactly. You yeah, know, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah, very interesting. You could see, you could see the pain. You could see he popped right up and kind of jogged off the field to try to, I guess, suck it up, kind of a thing. Yeah. But, but I don't know, man. I, I know I panicked for a minute. Well, I mean, from a Steelers fan standpoint, right? Those are your two big points on offense and defense, right? T.J. Right. Watt and Najee Harris. Those are kind of like your nucleus, One and two, right. nucleus of both of them. And they're like the big guys, big names, and. They both go down the same same day, same game, week one, which is t- it's just painful, tough. Mika Fitzpatrick, I put him right there, man. He's yeah. just yeah, yeah, he's right. just as important for that defense as uh, oh TJ. yeah. That's almost like being a Ravens fan last year. I mean, they're number one running back and number one crazy quarterback oh. tear their ACLs on back to back plays in practice. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Not in the same game, back to back plays. Insane. And they just cancel practice. Yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> and, that, and then they just lost Kyle Fuller to an ACL tear. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you heard it here, folks. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, there's something going on in Baltimore. Right. <laughs> yeah, you got to change that turf out or something on the practice field. Or I don't know what. Right. But, I mean, it's an unfortunate beast of sports. Is like you can get those unlucky streaks of just injuries. We've had. I've seen it when I was at the college level of like two ACLs and back-to-back days of practice. And we're like, we peeled back a little bit than the following day for this reason. And still something happens. And you just, it's unfortunate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The injury gods. They can just come and get you. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, Dr. Murray, anything else you want to kind of touch on with the pec, the pec injury, the pec tear, the non-surgical route, anything that we kind of touched on? No, I mean, I think we, we hit most of it in the sense that we're all a little shocked yeah. why he's not having surgery. I mean, Do you think to be honest with weeks? you, with the crazy day, I didn't know until we got here and you yeah. pre-surgery, pre-surgery, pre-show <laughs> here told me that he was going non-op. I was fully yeah, I, coming in expecting we were talking about him having surgery in the next couple of days and right, getting right. this thing taken care of. So a little little thrown off by that. Do you think um, it's six weeks? You think? Uh, I'd, be in, in, I'd be impressed. Mm-hmm. And I'd be concerned about re-injury if it if it's that quick. Yeah, you know. I, yeah, I put that kind of as the floor. I, um, you know, I think it depends on what the next six weeks look like for the Steelers. Right. That's but a good right. point. If that's if true. they're two and four in the next six weeks, it's more I don't than know if they weeks. rush them back. Right. Right. Well, and if they're six and zero, oh, similarly not rushing yeah. them back. Right. But, but if it's three and three, yeah, <laughs> and they have a Baltimore game coming up, right, right? I don't right. know. I didn't look at their schedule. Yeah. I had to see whereabouts that puts them. You know, yeah, I, you know, I'd like to argue that with somebody that's that important to that franchise, you're not basing your decision on that. You're basing your decision purely on the merits of his health and is he ability, is he able to do it as opposed to rushing him. You know what I mean? Um, you know, but 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 you're right. Inevitably, these guys make a lot of money. They get paid very well to get back as quickly as they can and if, if that team needs them at that particular point in time there's 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 sometimes they're, they're push the player themselves is pushing hard to get right. back you yeah know? And, and, well, and some of that may depend on how much guaranteed money is in that contract right <laughs> could potentially <laughs> some be of them aren't getting paid unless they play right, right. so um that can yeah. a lot of influence factors there. You, yeah for sure yeah so i guess just a go around the horn a little bit. I wrote some notes down of some other big names and injuries from week one. Um, obviously, they're not all shoulder-related directly with specialized for Dr. Murray here, but um, we have, you know, T.J. Watt's not having surgery, but uh, Dak Prescott is having surgery or already did, have, did yeah. already did have surgery on his thumb, believed to be a fracture of his thumb and his throwing hand, and they're optimistic that he can come back in like four weeks or so. With Yeah, they kept him off the IR, IR today. right? Yeah. Um, is that right? Really? Yeah, I think that's Wait, a stretch Wait, isn't IR too. just three? weeks four four four. which is also interesting too because prior in that game they were just saying that their backup quarterback cooper rush they just brought him from the practice squad they didn't really have a backup quarterback kind of setup this year for cowboys they were kind of all in on that good yeah he played a game last year too they won right yeah i think so yeah so i mean Hopefully that works out for them. No, it doesn't. No, hopefully it does not. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm an Eagles fan, so I'm so. There was an article that listed Gardner Minshew as one oh, of their yeah. options. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. I think they, the only way the Eagles trade Gardner Minshew to, to Dallas, Dallas in the season is at least a first round pick. Yeah. Right. Right. You got to have some big names <laughs> in that trade. It would, no, no shot. You're not getting right. a seventh rounder. See yeah. you, Lamb. For, for, yeah. Welcome to Philly. <laughs> yeah. We're receiver. We're okay. I'll take Micah Parsons. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Or, or the Diggs, Diggs yeah. back there, too. Another another great defensive player they have. Um, to go on the defense and speak of the Eagles, they, they lost Derek Barnett to an ACL tear. Yeah. Which is, I didn't see the play. I didn't um, either. I just, just saw him hobbling I was, I was watching the game, but I, later on, they're like, oh, yeah, Derek Barnett's out. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that, that's unfortunate. And I didn't really look back at it. But I wasn't even sure he was on the field at all yeah. prior to that. So yeah. he wasn't. He didn't make Rick a difference. Name, but unfortunately, that's, uh, unfortunately, yeah, that's but, an indictment. So um, now they can go out and get JPP. Yeah, that's, I saw that too. That JPP <laughs> might oh, be coming really? to Philly. 
it just they just a, somebody from the yeah. Vikings. And just a good name that's out there now. So um, there's no question about that one, right? Like, yeah. like we're surprised by this whole peck injury. T.J. Yeah. Watt, non up. Barnett done for the season. We know yeah. how that goes. Yep. Kind of to piggyback off our last episode, the MCL sprain. Um, uh, 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell had an MCL sprain. Um, on my team. Unfo- I mean, at least yeah. of his concerns. I, I don't different know. league, he's on my team. I just don't get how the San Francisco running backs are just so injured. Like, they're another thing, like, kind of with Baltimore. They, they always have a lineup of injured running backs every year, and they're a heavy running team. I mean, right. I, I guess that's kind of why they may be using them too much or whatever. But again, so he, that's a long time for an MCL, right? Like, he's on the IR, so he's right. guaranteed four weeks out. So. But no, I think they're saying eight weeks, right? Or they, they might have, yeah. So like that's not as subtle. That's not a minor AC, uh, MCL injury. Right. If they're looking at eight weeks, it's yeah. kind of an interesting one to talk about. And with, uh, you probably went over all this with you, but you know, with they're being somewhat more aggressive with fixing some of these than right. we ever used to be. Internal so brace, get them yeah. back quickly, and right. whatnot. So you yeah. wonder maybe that's on the table, and they think they can get that done and get them back in eight weeks. Right. So. Right. I don't know. I, I, I was a little surprised. I read that last night that they said eight weeks, and I was like, mm. like, yeah. like this. Yeah. This may this may not. Eight weeks from now might not be the end of the story. I hope yeah. it is. I hope yeah. for his sake it is. But but yeah. I just suspect that the injury is a little worse than you would initially think when you hear MCL. Which if you're going to injure any ligament in your knee, that's the one to injure. Exactly. And um, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Yep. And then another couple big names is uh, some wide receivers. Uh, the Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen and Tampa Bay wide receiver Chris Godwin went down hamstring injuries. Right. Um, Keenan Allen just kind of running the mill hamstring injury kind of happens. I think he has a history of these two, kind of right. kind of recurrent. Yeah. Um, but Chris Godwin, like Dr. Murray and I were kind of talking pre-show, we looked it up real quick. It's the same leg as the same side as the ACL that he had repaired last offseason, oh, and then yeah. it comes back early on in the game, kind of this awkward stretch down to kind of pick up the ball. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure he caught the ball. Um, but then right. went right off to the sideline yeah, and he kind of caught, caught him with the hamstring strains, which is interesting. Same side as he just had surgery on, as, it, as if that side of his body hasn't given him enough grief. And so, I mean, we briefly touched on, you know, where'd they take the grip? I was going to say, yeah, hamstring, I, I yeah. You know, who did it? I don't know. Yeah. Are they a hamstring guy right. uh, slash girl? Uh, did they, so does he have some, something a little weakness, bit of weakness there? Right. Is it just that he rushed back? Right. Um, you know, these soft tissue injuries around it, you know, as much as you like to bust my chops about you know, being a Braves fan, following them closely, Acuna's had a couple of those on his operative side. He makes me right. nervous on that side. Yeah. I keep looking stuff. They keep saying his knee is structurally sound, structurally sound, but it's, it's swelling on him with activities. Yeah. yeah, it's it's you know um, he's getting these hamstring, groin, you know, adductor strains yeah. and stuff. Whether it's trying to, you know, that you're rushing back, that you don't trust the knee enough, so you're kind of not at your normal right. pace and protecting yourself and then putting strain elsewhere. Yeah. Did you take the graph from that area? Oh, know? it was a question mark, something theoretical so. concern. And, you know, if, if you have either one of those guys on your fantasy team, you know, I hate to say it, but like it's, it's that nuisance, uh. nagging injury yeah. where, where you, all right, he's back and you start him and four plays in, he's out. And then now you got a big goose egg. Then he and grabs then it three again. weeks later, it happens again. Uh-huh. And like, it's, it sucks, but yeah, sucks worse for, for the athlete, but well, yeah. kind of sucks for you too. And that's <laughs> yeah. well, that's kind of exactly how I explain those to patients in the office. It's like, oh, really? uh, you know, if you follow football and you get that speedster that in right. training camp tweaks her hamstring, 
half the time that season's never where they want it to be. Right. Right. Because right. they just never they start until they can somewhere. do that full on rest. Right. And you know, full rehab treatment. Full too. off they, season. Yeah. Kinda, they, yeah. They, they can't get to that explosive top speed that they're accustomed to. Right. Right. And they'll uh, be out there, but they won't be out there at 100. Theoretically, possibly, a la Harden, right? James Harden. Mm-hmm. That's one of the knocks, right? Like, like he kind of he wasn't that great down the stretch for the right. for the Sixers, and everybody was worried. And and the hope, I guess, now is that hey, you never really fully recovered from his hamstring, and next year is going to be better. You, you or he's like, old. Lose that. Yeah. You, yeah. Age or you lose that top gear just from That's having right. that nagging thing all year. That's right. And I think the last big name is from uh, last night's game. Uh, the Seattle safety Jamal Adams has a. I didn't. I looked it up briefly. Had a significant quad injury. So I assume some kind of quad tendon tear or a big quad uh, muscle strain or something there is pretty significant, big hit for the Seahawks, at least defensively. Um, so something that'll kind of develop over the next couple of days, I'm sure. But just kind of the big names, at least for week one, that we kind of touched on here. So that's another big question of where. Right, <laughs> you know, right, right. Is it the belly? Is it, is the, is belly. it the tendon? You know, two very different injuries. Right, right yeah, if it's, if it's muscle belly. It's the same nagging thing we just talked about for the right. hamstring, right? Yep. And if it's if it's tendon, well, we'll see you next year. Yeah, exactly. If that. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about does it for this episode. So before we go ahead and close out our tab, we just want to give a quick thank you to our sponsors, Reconstructive Orthopedics, with our eight locations of Focus on You approach for all your orthopedic needs, the Energy Lab, the region's premier sports performance center and destination, Neck of the Woods Brewing Company for serving us the coldest beers during our podcast production, and lastly, Timber Rear Production to help all this go through smoothly. And thank you very much, and we'll see you next time, folks.